Blog Talk Radio. President recognizes Mr. Adams of Massachusetts. Objects of the most stupendous magnitude. Measures which will affect the lives of millions, born and unborn, are now before us. We must expect a great expense of blood to obtain them. But we must always remember that a free constitution of civil government cannot be purchased at too dear a rate, as there is nothing on this side of Jerusalem of greater importance to mankind. My worthy colleague from Pennsylvania spoken with great ingenuity and eloquence. He has given you a grim prognostication of our national future, but where he foresees apocalypse, I see hope. I see a new nation ready to take its place in the world. Not an empire, but a republic and a republic of laws, not men. Gentlemen, we are in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. How few of the human race have ever had an opportunity of choosing a system of government for themselves, and the children. I am not without apprehensions, gentlemen. But the end we have in sight is more than worth all the means. I believe, sirs, that the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure, and my whole heart is in it. All that I have, all that I am, and all that I hope in this life, I am now ready to stake upon it. While I live, let me have a country. A free country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together.
the very words. All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson <clears throat> podcasting here. Understanding the times in which we live today, restoring our republic. A uh, little bit of uh, Easter here. Uh, Easter, I guess. We don't have uh, usually every well, every every year we usually have a, a special where we get a preacher to come on and and uh, uh, preach a sermon. Uh, usually it's Dr. Peter Ventura. Usually he comes on. But as you know, he had his surgery there. So uh, I'm trying to look for something here. Uh, he had his surgery. So he was unable to, I guess, give, his, give, him, give, him, give us a set of a mess here, uh, give his sermon. Oh, here we go. His sermon. And uh, usually, but remember last year his sermon was, it wasn't a good Friday, it was a bad Friday. So uh, I think that was last year's the last year of the sermon that he gave. So, uh, but this year everybody's, uh, you know, celebrating Easter. And uh, uh, the uh, and, the, and and people don't really know what what the, this holiday is really for. First of all, it's not Easter. Number one, uh, Easter is you know we're not going to get the 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 rose of what Easter is, but it, the Easter Bunny has nothing to do with the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So uh, and, and then we wonder why why God doesn't bless America or why your prayers aren't answered because we're worshiping and uh, honoring pagan holidays that have nothing to do with God or, or Jesus Christ. You know, and, and I have a lot of my questions, uh, you know, about the Bible and things that are written and, and the way things are written and the way they've been preserved and God's word has been preserved over the years. Um, you know, but but it, it just seems though. Is it just us that we're getting now that we're getting older? We're getting older, and things just aren't the same anymore. Or is it is that the reason why things just don't feel the same anymore? They don't, you know, the, the Easter holiday, whatever you want to call it, you know, Easter Bunny holiday, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but it just doesn't feel like that connection yet you once had years ago. When you were a kid, you know, or, or or when you were a young man or young woman, you know, and you just don't have that touch anymore. Is it because we're going into an abyss of the end times, like they like to say, or is it just because we're older and we just it's just another day and it just the days are just you know time is just going and going and going you know just it's just time that's just time. There's no answer for time. There's no answer for what time is or why time is or what, what time is about. How much time do we all have? Nobody knows. You can be dead tomorrow morning. You can be dead right – you know, you, so you can hang up the phone right now and stop listening to this podcast or turn off your computer. Go out for a drive in your car and you're gone. Or you can fall down and have a stroke. You're gone. And in that moment and, – and just well, how will time remember you? Will you be able to remember time? Um, life will carry on, you know, and 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 the earth will just keep spinning. Things will just continue on day to day with just without you. I mean, how much impact do you really have on everyone around you, or in your little world, or your little bubble that you think you have? I mean, some people they get devastated when they have a family loss because you know if you're head of the household and you're you know paying the bills or whatnot. But life will still continue to go on, whether it's harder or easier or whatnot. It doesn't matter. 
But there's going to come a time in time that life's not going to carry on. This is what they say, that Jesus is going to come back, and he's going to judge everybody. Everybody will stand before Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow. This is what they say, that there's no way if ands and buts about it. That there's going to be a, a second coming when Christ returns. And then what happens? There's a lot of debate. But what the Bible says is that, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of debates going to the kingdom on earth. We're going to have a kingdom, you know, the kingdom age and blah, 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 and all that. You know, look, I'm not, I don't want to get into theological arguments or, just, or debates about things. But what does the Bible actually say? Word for word, it mean, mean what it says and says what it means. Now, do you believe the Bible? That's another question. You know, look, the bottom line is you have to use common sense. And common sense would say that I would say that we would have to have been created by something, some higher power, and put here for a reason. We were not reincarnated. I wasn't a fly in my past life. I wasn't a, a the dog or a cow. That's just asinine. Anybody who could believe that. I'm not a, a, a you know we're energy. I hear that one a lot. You know energy. What's energy? You know what does that mean? You know, energy, you know, eh, different planes of energy. You know, look, I, I, I don't get any, any of that either. All I can tell you is what we know or what we've discovered here on uh, between ourselves and in our lifetime and, and the books that I've read and studied and the things that I know. And, what, and right now I've read the Bible and I've studied some other religions. And, and when you really get down to it, the Bible, the King James Bible, is really, I would say, makes the most sense to me. And from what I've been taught and the people that are in the know, and it explains the most of what is going to happen in the future and what prophecy has been fulfilled and the things that are going to happen. So if that be said, if you're a supporter of this podcast or if you believe how I believe and you believe Jesus is coming back, then why – are we allowing evil to run rampant today? Why are we allowing the things to happen around us today? Why are we not as Christians that are Bible-believing Christians put saying enough, enough? And I got someone in the chat room right now, uh, Ashley666. This is what we get. This is now. now there we go. <laughs> this is the – what's the Bible say about these things, you know, these, these types of things? <laughs> this is what you get out there. You know, now, uh, you know, you're going to get your people out there who don't believe in anything, don't believe, or if they're putting on a front or they're putting on an act or if they're trying to entertain or whatnot. But uh, Ashley666 uh, would call, log into my show with that, especially while I'm talking about the Bible, you know, and about God and, and what, what life's all about and what life's going to be about. In, in, the next, in the next life, where you're in heaven or, God forbid, in hell. So heaven and hell. What is heaven and what is hell? That has been my search lately, is I've been wanting to find out what happens to me when I die, when my body dies. Where do I go? You know, is there, do I just go in the ground and that's it? It's all done and over. That's it, it's over. Do I go to hell? Do I go to heaven? 
Well, I believe that Jesus Christ walked this earth. I believe that he was, he was the Son of God. Um, I believe we're all children of God. Uh, but I also believe that he he did uh, – he, there's no other explanation from the eyewitness accounts. He did rise again after being crucified. I mean, was he declared dead uh, on the cross? Did they declare him dead? Did the medical doctors come over and take his pulse and everything? And I, you know, look, from the eyewitness accounts, he was dead. He was beaten to death. He was strung up on the cross. He died for three days, taken down, put in a tomb. The tomb was sealed up. It was guarded by Roman soldiers. And, uh, well, the tomb was opened, and, uh, you know, nobody knows where the body went. So uh, where did he go? Did he live out the rest of his days hiding? No, because he reappeared before 500 witnesses. I think it was 5,000 or 500. I think it's 5,000. I'm not sure. Uh, 5,000. Uh, 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 that he, you know, fulfilled his uh, what he what was prophesied. He appeared before the apostles and and all these witnesses, all these people. Says I am, you know, I'm Jesus. But one question I've also I've got to ask is that in the Bible. When they say, Lord, is that you? They don't recognize him. So I got a little funny, you know, if they didn't recognize him, I don't understand why didn't they recognize him. How come? I'm a little little taken back by that. You know, uh, these are people that spent their lives with him, uh, walked with him, especially the apostles, and they didn't recognize him. Why is that? You know, this, 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 these are questions that, you know, that raise some a little bit of doubt in, in, in the stories that have been foretold throughout the years. But common sense, I lead back to logic and common sense. Look, if there's no God and Jesus didn't exist, guess what? Then it doesn't matter. You're going in the ground. You're going to die, and the worms are going to eat you up, and that's it. Life goes on like I talked about earlier. Now, if God does exist and Jesus was true, and you choose not to believe or have faith that it was true, and walk throughout and try and walk a non-Christian life throughout your entire life, then you're in big trouble when you die. You're going to hell for all of eternity. So I think I'd rather take the chance that I'm going to believe and have faith that you know what what the Bible says is true. But at the same time, I want to search for the truth. Now, is that so wrong to want to search and have understanding more of the truth and, and have understanding of, of the things that I cannot explain or many other people cannot explain? Some people would disagree with me on that. I don't know why. You know, so this is your so-called Easter, your so-called Easter holiday. You know, and, and again, uh, I'm not going to get to the origins of Easter, what Easter was about, or, or, or you know, the the, 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 the the egg and all that stuff. But we want to stick to the facts of what 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 we think Easter is about, and that's the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we everyone says the Book of Matthew is for, was for the Jew. It was written for the Jew because if they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, then the uh, tribulation would have began right right then and there, and or uh, or uh, I don't, uh, you know, and, and everything would have been all done. But they rejected Christ. So let's get to Matthew chapter twenty-four. Let's read that. Start off with that here tonight, and then we'll go on to some other stuff here, Lord willing. So we'll start off from there. And everyone, and most people, or people that have read the Bible, this this chapter pretty much sticks out. 
to from you know to everybody um, because it describes what we're all you know the end times you know what what what's going to happen in the end you know the end what what are we going to what how is the end when when are these when is, when is this going to happen they ask Jesus you know when when is the end when is this going to happen and so we'll just read from that right there Matthew chapter twenty one Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to shew him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said, Unto them take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive you. And deceive many, excuse me. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the, the all all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another. And shall not hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness, for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Okay? So, stop right there, because there's different verses, and they say there's different timelines here of, of, of where we are in, in, the, in the tribulation and whatnot. And uh, if you go to uh, 24-7, it says, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. If you go to Second Chronicles 15-6, you can uh, coincide with that verse, and you compare scripture with scripture. And then you, you take yourselves, they say, I guess there's different there's parenthetical I guess you could say kind of like the book of Revelation so that so the end shall come now Jesus just told us when the end of the world was going to come and what you can expect to see now don't you see these things happening today do you see this happening today and I'm getting a private message here now with you I also have a message from Ken stay away from his show or LT and Ferrara are coming to Gold Gold's gym or or something like that. What what did this person say? Uh Gold's gym and uh all right, I'm not gonna be able to entertain you. Go away. Don't you have a hole to go crawl back in someplace? Go you know, go crawl back in a hole. Get lost. Alright? Man. Got nothing better to do but harass me. Well, you know, you call into the show and, and have a conversation of something of a substance instead of getting in a chat room type of nonsense. Oh, Lord. But anyway, okay, so we just talked about there. Anyone have any comments about Chapter 24, Matthew Chapter 24? You can call in 657 or how does 
this this holiday or this 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 time of the year, April, uh, this Easter or death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, how does it affect you? What do you believe in, or what does your family believe in, or what what are you searching for, or what what or what faith do you have? When do you think the end is near? Do you think the end of the world is coming near? I don't think. I just don't see America anywhere written in the Bible. I don't think America is brought up in the Bible or described in the Bible. So where does it, how does this play out? Because America is pretty much the name player, the biggest player in the world stage today. For America to collapse and go away, it's going to take some time. So that can't be. Then the end of the world can't be around the corner. Now can it? This is what confuses me, and and I know I know the evil likes to cause confusion. I know that. So. That's why I say you got to be careful with you know who you listen to and, and, and what you go by. But let's get to the news of, of let's get to some of the news of uh, today here and some of the things that are going on and uh, and talk about some of that and get some talking points. Like I said, if I didn't really advertise the show too much, so I didn't put put it out there for the uh, for the main players that usually call in on Blog Talk. Um, so. Uh, you know, I could send it out during the, when I take a break here, um, but um, you know, see if, get, see if I don't get any callers in because you know, I, I got a few private callers and I'm not going to take them because I unless it's Sarge. So because I'm not going to get into that nonsense here, I don't want to get aggravated with people. But Ocasio Cortez GOP implementing a fascist takeover our state houses. And if you heard about what happened, I think it was in Tennessee where they had the uh, they expelled some of the uh, uh, representatives there for. Uh, uh, the protests that they did there, um, you know, what, what they, you know, basically almost had a riot there. So um, they haven't used that protocol since the Civil War. So they're all up in arms because, you know, obviously there's there's two there's two of them are black guys, and you know, oh boy, now America's racist. So and then of course you got a woman too, and they uh, so liberal outrage after abortion pill blocked nationwide by. Uh, uh, order from a Texas judge. Hey, there we go. That's good news. Endless war um, between Russia and Ukraine. J- uh, drink the vaccine. China immunizes mice with RNA-infused cow's milk. CDC warns health officials to stay alert to deadly Ebola-like virus in U.S. Legal atrocity. Army sergeant convicted of killing BLM protester during George Floyd riots in Austin. Um, see which one do we want to get to here? Uh, let's see here. Jesse Lee Peterson goes off on black Democrats destroying America after new mayor of Chicago elected. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, learn why top HHS official hid evidence exposing fluoride poisoning the water supply. Uh, devastating economic consequences of vaccine injuries, disabilities, and deaths. Many people are dying from this vaccine. Many people are, people are dropping by like flies. I mean, it's, it's crazy out there. Um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott working swiftly to pardon Sergeant Daniel Perry amid reports of exculpatory evidence. Um Let's see here. Uh, what do we got here? Let's go to the band video. See, we can get here. Pull up a story here on this. Anybody got something they want to add here? Uh, you know, news. Uh, oh, this came across too. They haven't talked about this in the corporate media yet. 
but you're going to hear it here first. Social Security, 20% cut. Everybody's going to get a 20% cut. Within the next year, they're going to implement that 20% cut, and they're going to raise, not this year, but the next year, they're going to raise the age to 70, from 65 to 70. That is in, that's mandated, it's going to happen. So I just want to let you know that you heard it here. Remember this, Saturday, uh, before your Easter Sunday, I told you first that that's what's going to happen, and it's going to happen. So those of you who are planning on retiring at the age of 65, uh, you better make some uh, arrangements because that's going to change, all right? 70, the raise of the age of 70. And those of you who are collecting Social Security now, you're going to receive a 20% cut in your checks. Uh, they're going to reduce it. They're going to be uh, – so that's interesting, huh? And they're going to do it. And they'll do it too. They don't care. They don't care. Uh, how the banks work. Let's see here. Let's see if we get this going here. Can I get this going or I, can I get this going or no? No, I don't got no sound on that. Okay. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm not going to get that video playing for you. All right. Sorry, guys. Don't have it. Okay, but that's okay. Um, 20% cut with many people who are, have Social Security, they say, 60% of America's uh, elderly, uh, 40, that's 40% of their income. So if you take 20% away, that'll negate 60% of their uh, household income. That's crazy, man. These numbers are uh, insane. Insane. Uh, agenda 2030. You know, uh, it, it's, it, they, they, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, right now that, that, that they're – Keeping us in the not. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. You just can't you can't make this stuff up, man. Uh, let me check the phone boards here. I haven't checked the phone boards here. Uh, see if I got any callers here on this. Where are you here, phone boards? Uh, where are you? Call the phone board. All right, all right. Press one. Anybody? Good. You got out of the chat room. Good. Get lost. Sarge, you out there, Sarge? If you are, because I got some private callers with their hands up, and I don't know if it's you or not, man. And I hate to freaking up. Oh, they hung up, so it's not you. All right, I'm gonna take about a two-minute break here. If you guys got something you want to add here, you guys want something you want to add on to the podcast or talk about, it's your chance. Worldwide platform. Don't use it for crap. Don't use it for nonsense. Use it to talk about things that are important. That yeah, you know, that are gonna uh, your voice will be forever archived in in the show archives. That you know, things that we could talk about. And uh, bring to the attention of the people out there. And remember, Tuesdays is my usual show night. That's 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. That's usually when I uh, do the uh, podcast and uh, go from there. Play this one here for you guys and uh, take a quick commercial break. Uh, See if I can line up a couple of these callers here that I want to move them up from Tuesday. See if they want to come on tonight. Because like I said, I had a message there that I want to bring in. But anyway, let's do this. As the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, 
a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. Harvard researchers have found children who live in high-fluoride areas have significantly lower IQs. Enjoy your extra-big-ass prize. Researchers found members of Congress, on average, speak at a 10th grade level. Most Americans read at an 8th or 9th grade level. Look now, I'll talk slow so you can understand me. It was just a few thousand years ago that our ancestors were using primitive grunts to communicate. <laughs> Hillary's a good leader. I trust Hillary. Hillary is a good leader. I stand here as a free slave. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Mankind became stupider at a frightening rate. You're a white man. England speaks Americanish. I don't feel no way tired. I believe that our ed education, like such as South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa. What does that mean? Mercury-containing vaccines may help not harm kids, according to two new studies in the journal Pediatrics. <laughs> We now go live to Violence Channel correspondent for Micah Davis at the Extreme Court with highlights on today's trial. Good to see you in this uh, exercise in transparency and democracy. A great dust bowl had ravaged food supplies, and the number one movie in the country was called Ass. If Mr. Trump is suggesting that there is a conspiracy theory, that's that doesn't make any sense. Of course the elections will not be rigged. What does that mean? Obama, you should run for a third term because you need Obama third term! How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. What's Osama bin Laden most infamous for? Osama? Yeah. Or Obama? Osama. I have no idea who Osama is. Which state does KFC come from? What, the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Okay, do you, do you know what KFC stands for? Kentucky Fried Chicken. A little further south from that facility, there's a completely separate building where they get this. Change. This is our land. These are our people. The workers. The strivers. The builders. These are our people. Who are they? They are the dark armies. 
A dark, murdering army was only honor. All right, everybody, I'm back here. I understand the time is restoring our republic. Um, you know, speaking of which, uh, I got a couple comments here about the, uh, you know, the republic and, uh, you know, when, when, they, when they were on here, you know. And I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a war with the republic or with these guys or I don't have any problems with them or what they believe. Uh, I, I, you know, like I said, we had a, a difference of opinion or or facts, uh, facts of the way we, you know, way things were going on. I just didn't see any progress going on with them. You know, they they kept it, it was the same message over and over, and many callers were starting to get to that. And then when they said they wouldn't openly support me, but they uh, then then said they would, and then said they wouldn't. But yet they support Donald Trump because you know it just they were it was a little there was a lot of double talk going on, and. So therefore, you know, it was probably best to break away at that time. Now it was their decision, really. I'm not going to lie; they're the ones that decided they wanted to break away and, and not uh, be on my podcast any longer. Uh, which, uh, which, you know, like I said, they, they which was fine by me. And uh, I think they just like doing 27 minutes of, of, of what they do, or 30 minutes, and they, they it's and. You know, there was, it, it just—you could tell it wasn't beginning to worry. The, the relationship was becoming strained, so it's best that we went our uh, separate ways and uh, and decided not to uh, continue on down the same path. I'm trying to get a hold of Adam here because Adam actually has has a uh, a problem. Uh, he wanted, he contacted me last night, um, and uh, he has a, a family member out in Oklahoma. That uh, his children, the children, uh, a problem. Well, a problem happened with uh, one of his his cousin's children, I guess. Um, And so I'm gonna send him a message right now and give him about five minutes to see if he wants to come on the podcast. So, uh, and if he wants to come on, um, this should bring up a good conversation. Hey, I am on now on the podcast. Um, there we go. All right, see if he's available. If not, he's, he could be, you know, I don't know, put on last night, but he did contact me last night. Um, and then I got a comment about the, um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, my Facebook account has been restricted to also, uh, I put up a, uh, a guy holding the balloons. They said that's why a guy holding a. It was, uh, I did a, a China balloon thing, and uh, <laughs> they said my account's restricted for that. So uh, go figure. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just insanity. It's insanity. That's why they don't like TikTok because they got, because uh, they got no uh, control or regulation over it. I'm gonna go over here. I got something here about Donald Trump too, real quick. Here I want to read, and then. Uh, I'll check the phone boards and see if anybody's uh, available. Um, this right here is the, um, uh, let's see here, the uh, executive order uh, 1823, getting the, um, which they talked about here, first and second War Powers Act accompanied uh, uh, U.S. Code Chapter 33, Section 1541, Executive Order 13848139121319, and 10 U.S. Code 12406, 12304, 12009, 
Law of War Manual, uh, the Federal uh, Continuity Directives 1 and 2, Abram Accords, USMA uh, form a blueprint of why the, the uh, countries are here and uh, at this current uh, spot here on this map that they're showing here between Mexico, Arizona, and California. It has to do with the open borders, and then they go on to a story here about Getmo, and I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to get right here. I'm hoping somebody is on the phone line here because I got this message about this that can explain what they're trying to uh, talk about here, the war manual. You see, I don't know. He, he sent me, uh, my team and I set out two Billboard and Country Music Records as an independent artist and songwriter that, that, that that's very detrimental to the labels and industry. There's one formula, and we hold that formula that, Every artist and songwriter moves to Nashville for, for. My team has left it up to me. And if you truly are a fan of music for music and music art, art, artistry, you should want to know that why you think you love the mainstream artists you think you love. That's why I posted. That's why um, I've posted before. If you're an artist or songwriter, message me on the email provided, which is uh, up above. However, people still fail to read. We will use the formula that got me to the uh, billboard, which means the music still has to cut through everyone else that thinks they know hit material. There's a reason why those who have hits uh, uh, have hits and those who don't. I produce and write the artist records with my teams of union musicians and hit songwriters, and it won't be some ungodly uh, cost or all singers have been quoted. All I know, all these kinds of producers. Instead of tearing down the infrastructure in the industry, we will use the infrastructure in place and hit them where it hurts by using the formula that they thought I would ever hold. The average 80-year-old would have to, have to play 679,750 hands to hold a royal flush and then hope they get it to play it. I hold the royal flesh of country music, verified by other billboard teams and uh, label executives. If you're an artist or know anyone who wants to be a part of this, go to my uh, my1776nation at gmail.com. I guess contact them there. Whatever that means, I have no idea. Uh, you know, he's talking codes there. I guess something about reaching people through country music or something. I don't know. Uh, so... I read it. There you go, buddy. If you want to comment on it, you're more than welcome to. If you want to call in. Um, oh, I think that might be Adam right there. Adam. Uh, Adam, uh, I think that's 614. I think that's him. If it is, press 1. I'm not sure if it's you, Adam, or not. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. I want to connect you on. Hopefully, you can invite your people on here, too. And, and, and just maybe we could touch upon this right now, this story here, what happened, uh, and what's going on in your battle real quick. You're drawing some support. Go ahead, Adam. Um, well, I wasn't able to get them as quickly since I, uh, we'll probably be doing that part on Tuesday. Um, that's what I've got them set up for. But, um, yeah, it's a another DHS case, which I, I seem to be uh, generally running into a lot of because DHS is really just a rogue child abduction agency for uh, coyotes to take children away and run them to other countries or whatever the heck it is they do with them when they're child trafficking. Um, well, this was a newborn baby, though, this right? Particular, this, was a newborn, right? Uh, this, this is newborn twins. 
Um, so uh, the gist of it is that the mother had a um, a complaint from her ex-husband that is being investigated. Um, he accused the mother of abusing their child in a in their former marriage, where he actually left her to uh, in an affair, left her in an affair, went to go live with some other woman, uh, divorced her, and now he and her uh, live on uh, tribal support in Oklahoma. Uh, they like to sit around and play video games, don't work for a living or whatever. Um, and so he decided to make up some child support charge to get full custody of the kids so he can, you know, he, once he gets full custody, he can get paid to have the kids. Uh, that was what the the originating uh, complaint of DHS is in the abduction of these children who were literally just born. They said, oh, well, you have a pending case against your ex-husband. Um, so obviously you're a danger to these children too. We're going to come and take them. Unreal. Unreal. Um, yeah. Uh, and I mean, that, it that, should be noted that in the other case, everything has, that, that case hasn't been settled. Nothing's been concluded. It's been ongoing for like a year and three or four months now. Uh, the man has yet to even produce evidence of anything. He keeps getting continuances and never has to produce any evidence. Um, so it's it's another really ridiculous thing where her, her lawyer, and unfortunately for her, her lawyer li- has literally done nothing to challenge anything, even though he was getting paid. So as I looked into it, he, didn't, he hasn't done anything. Um, the, her ex-husband's lawyer just keeps fine. What was it that you mentioned up last night? You were telling me something about habeas corpus or something, or how how was that going now? Because because this is big. Yeah, this happens so, to a lot of people out there. Right, the writ of habeas corpus it literally means show me the body. It's a very very old principle that goes back uh, to the Magna Carta and maybe even earlier back to Rome, but essentially means that if uh, you can't show us a body, there was no murder. Um, but don't they have to be in custody? And Does in this case, well, that, that means there has to be evidence that it, a crime actually occurred. Um, and in this case, they actually have no material evidence. All they got is an accusation from a dude who obviously has financial motive to make the accusation, and they have no material evidence whatsoever. So the writ of a habeas corpus has never been suspended. Codes and statutes like to chip away at that because you know the state never has evidence of any crime that you've ever committed. So they like to pretend that the writ of habeas corpus isn't even a thing anymore, um, but it is. It still is if you insist upon it. It's still part of common law, and it's common sense, really. If you've got no evidence of a crime, there. How can you prove beyond reasonable doubt that there was a crime? Um, the other part of it is your your right of due due process to face your accuser. And if the agent who took the report of abuse is also the witness and at the same time is getting paid to do both, how is that a witness at arm's length? Not with with no 
financial interest to the case. Because let's not pretend that these agents, you know, it's all in the interest of the child. We're trying to protect the child. Really, would you do it if you weren't getting paid? Correct. Correct. Do you go around? Do you go around in your off time and do this? Do the well, let me ask you this: Would you? Do they run around? This? Let okay. me ask you this, Adam: Wouldn't it be better off though to do a a, a writ of mandamus instead? Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, so both. I, what's to say you can't do them all? Because it's a violation of all kinds of things. So it's it's color of law, 18 U.S.C. 241, 242. Uh, it's it, writ of mandamus, writ, uh, habeas corpus. So everything's being violated here. This this man and this woman just gave birth to two baby twins. She had a C-section. She's in recovery. And this agent shows up and says, because you have this unsubstantiated case over here that hasn't been settled yet, we're taking these kids. Cause I'll be. And then they told the, the husband, they took him out in the hallway and said, you do realize that your girlfriend's a threat? He's like, no, she's not. And they said, well, since you won't acknowledge that she's a threat, then you're a threat too because obviously you don't recognize a threat. And so they, they literally put him down as a threat to these children too. And these children haven't even left the hospital yet. Wow. So they literally coerced and threatened him and told them that if they didn't sign an agreement with DHS today, they said, well, we'll work with you if you sign it and agree to it. But if you don't sign it, then we're going to take them permanently. Oh, my we'll God. We'll get a court order wow. and take them permanently. Well, yeah. So what do you do That's in what that they were situation? Told. Yeah, what do you do in that situation? What do you do? You know, you well, got to sign it. These kids, you know, they don't know anything about law. You know, he's a 26-year-old welder. She's uh, – I'm not sure what she does. Right now she's on maternity leave. She works uh, outside of the home too, but um, they're young. They don't know anything about any of this. You know, the system doesn't teach them anything about dealing with this. Uh, she's completely yeah. dependent on a lawyer. He doesn't have one yet. That's the reason he reached out to me. And um, they don't know what to do, so they signed it. They were forced to. He was looking at armed Tulsa police officers. So to the Tulsa police out there and the rest of the Blue Line worshipers, you're, they're all pieces of trash. They have no idea what protecting and serving is. What is their duty to the parents? Um, yeah. This woman just trampled all of their rights, stole their children right in front of them. And not only did they do it right in front of them, they were the muscle supplied to violate the rights. Because any officer on site armed with lethal weaponry is implying the, the use of lethal force. It's a plot. Wow. So yeah. if Caleb, my, my nephew, had resisted, if he had physically resisted them abducting his two newborn daughters, they would have killed him. That's making yeah. no oh, they would have. Yeah. 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 No doubt about so it. No doubt about that it. That was on the table. He'd be on, he'd be on the 6 o'clock news. He'd be on the 6 o'clock news as a terrorist. Right, you know? as a I mean, terrorist, and then they would have billed them as child abusers and DHS just, you know, riding in on their white horse to save these abused children and yada, yada, yada. That's the way they bill it on TV all the time. But the fact of the matter is, is they've got two 
very premium real estate um, newborn twins that they can sell, a.k.a. adopt, because the state gets thousands if not millions of dollars per child to sell them in adoption. And, and that's what we're really talking about here. Because none of these agents would do any of this. This judge that, that they're getting ready to go see on Monday, he gets paid. His whole job and his livelihood, his retirement is based on doing these things, and he wouldn't be doing it if he wasn't getting paid to do it. So we're not – this isn't charity work here. This isn't something that they would be doing even if they weren't getting paid because we all know they wouldn't. So, no, well, they no the whole thing that this is about the world. Yeah, Adam, they have to take so many kids in every county every year. I mean, they have to – I'm sure they have a quota they got to fill, you know? Or, I mean, uh, surely well, if they don't well, take absolutely. any kids, they're so, <laughs> Sure, there, there is a quota because there's a bounty. So Title IV program, this is all being done under Title IV-E. They're not even hiding that. That was on the front page of the form that they were forced to sign. It's under Title IV-E of the federal government program that, that they pay the states to take children. Um, and for each children that is taken, the state gets so much money uh, in, in support of, of the expenses the state may incur while taking care of that child. So the more children they have, the more they get from Title IV. And that's absolutely a bounty. So these people have to justify their existence. These departments and their jobs would not exist unless they create a need for it, right? There has to be a demand for such a service, and they call it a service. Um, When I look at the actual document, which I could forward to you here in a little bit, uh, one of the excerpts from the document says, this is not a legal document. You have agreed that your children are in danger and that you are applying for services, and we are in agreement with you, and yada, yada, yada. They, but, you know, this is the document they were forced to sign. Wow. Wow. Uh, even though and it says it's an agreement. And people that are out there listening, look, man, you may say, well, this doesn't affect me. You know what? This doesn't, you know what? It does. Because it's going to come down, it's all part of the one big freaking rabbit hole that we're trying to expose and, and, and what do you do again we had this conversation last night on facebook on messenger where do you draw the line what do you do we need righteous armies to rise up across the country in their towns cities and states and there has to be independent action committees or or people out call to action groups out there that are knowledgeable educated that know the law that understand the the history of our country understand what a republic is and they have to be boots on the ground it has to happen that way it has to but how do you organize such a network like that how do you get people when you can't get 10 people to meet for burger king and coffee to make get coffee together you know i mean it's just insane well for Oklahoma, and I know very particularly Oklahoma, Arizona, and Texas are really bad about their DHS child abduction problem. Um, so I would imagine that within the metro area of Tulsa, this happens on the regular. It would seem to me to be beneficial that all of these people come together for the common good like that because each one of them, like like my nephew and, and his girlfriend here um, – each one of them, when the DHS comes with Tulsa officers, they stand alone. 
there's yeah. no one to stand them down, and there's no one to speak. And you're, you figure you're under such terror. This is a terror act. This is real yeah. terrorism. This is government against their own citizenry type terrorism. What do you do when you're facing down armed police officers who have come to take your children? Yeah. Anything. And you're standing alone. You don't even know what to say. You're mad. You're sad. You're angry. You want to lash out. You want to, and you don't know how to act. You don't know what to do to make them stop. And these agents, these DHS agents, these women who come out there and they speak softly or they don't, they brood, brood or speak softly or whatever. They're just matter of fact because at the end of the day, whether they're right or wrong, they go home to their families and they sleep just fine. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether this agent who says she's protecting these children, whether she's got it right or she's got it wrong, you know what? It's just a job to her. It just works. Yep. Even though she's ruining someone's life, she doesn't care. Yep. She really doesn't. The people who purport to care care the least. They destroy lives. This agency, DHS's, CHS, whatever, Child Protective Services, and all of these state agencies along that line, these are bounty hunting agencies. They are not protecting children. I, I would say that very rarely do they actually take a child that is truly in danger. Um, most of the time it's about the money. And the lawyers involved, her lawyers, I've already explained to her because her lawyers as well, it looks like it's going to be a long process. Why wouldn't he first dispute the validity of the signature? You were yeah. under duress. You were being threatened by armed agents. The signature is null. He knows that. Yeah. Why wouldn't he explain that? Oh, so man. we are nullifying the signature, though the signature is void. You didn't agree to anything. You can't right. agree to anything under duress like that. Um, and that's, that's common, and, and that's common sense. We wouldn't expect to enforce any contract where someone was literally a gun to your head. If I point, point a gun at, at Joe's head and say, give me $100, sign this contract, and you sign it, is that enforceable in court? No. Then why is it that we think government agents can do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah, you're not right. lawful you're right. for me, it's not lawful for them. I don't know. So Adam, I, I mean, that, that, it's, 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 there's so much <laughs> in this. There's so much in this, exactly. And it's it's really the acts, and it's not DHS only. You know, it's it's criminal traffic courts. It's anything, code enforcement for the county on your house, and, and you name it, it's in there. There are no rights. You aren't free to do anything. They've made a rule and a law and a way to extract your property from you from anything you do. I name something that is not regulated by the government. There is no code or get, statute out there. Yes, I mean, and, and, and what do you do? You get if we get a righteous army together, Adam. What can we do? What can be done? What are we going to have? Armed insurrection? I mean, the, the, I mean, how? What do? What? You're, you're going to? Yes, you are to an extent, but here's. Here's what you're arming yourself with. You're going to arm yourself with truth. So one of the things that we've been talking about here lately is forming these committees. Now, right now, 
as you were talking about, you should be able to call in a group and put some boots on the ground. That's absolutely true. So it would it should be easy to find any number of people that have been harmed by these agencies. They're everywhere. You see them on Facebook. They form groups and stuff. These people need to understand that you need to literally form up. So if I were to put the word out that I have somebody being injured, you can get 10, 12, 14 people to form your own grand jury that will show up to their initial hearing and shut it down. Right. Yeah, correct. Correct. You do that Where, enough, yeah. they'll catch on. And, and a, yeah, with a militia, with a militia community, you know, yes, yes, that's correct. If you have 10, you have 10 15 people, maybe it's a 20-man security militia. team. Yeah. You, you take 15, 12, 15 people that have any level of knowledge of truth, of law, of actual law, of rights, and you set them into a court case, and you make them judges and them agents sweat because now they're being held accountable. The reason this goes on is because of apathy. We don't yeah. ever do anything. And everyone as an individual, nobody cares until it's them. And then when it's you, you wonder, you look around and you go, why does nobody care? Look what's happening. Yeah. Why does nobody care? Well, it didn't interrupt my Monday night NFL football. So, yeah, that's the problem. If we don't stand, if people do not stand and start doing things like this, all you got to do is sit in a courtroom. They get nervous when one or two people are sitting in the courtroom and they don't know who they are. We've done it for other people, for some of our other brothers. That's right. Yeah, I've seen it happen too. The judges don't know what to do. They get nervous. Better yet is to show up with a folder with papers in your hand and act like you're writing notes. You don't even have to write them. Just act like you are. They get real nervous real quick. They may even adjourn the court. Well, where's David so they can figure out what's where's going all on. these sovereign people? Where's all these sovereign Rick Martin? Where are all these people that know so much? You know, they they know how to shut down the courts. You know, where where are all these people? I mean, what, I never I don't hear nothing, nothing about none of that ever. And my ears are constantly to the ground, Adam. You know that. You know, we we talk to each other, so I feel like I yeah. know you. You're my brother next door. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, right. you monitor me, I monitor you. You know, so I mean. Well, you know, but where, 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 where are all these people at? Where are they? Well, you've got a lot of big groups. You've got a lot of big groups with, like, the state nationals and, and just any number of, gosh, so many civil rights groups, so many patriot groups out there now that are just – that's become almost a new hot wave. But they're not – they don't understand, I guess – like how they can actually put something together that they can actually affect the operations on the ground. Um, I I actually um, have had conversations with uh, John Gentry in Tennessee about his remonstrance process, and um, that's where he's essentially doing what we're talking about, but he's going to the legislatures and forcing legislatures to reform. Um, and well, I started that Most process. people kind of throw that idea yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I, I uh, most, had begun that. Most people throw and, it away. And a couple other people. Right. Well, and he's successfully accomplishing it, and part of the way he's doing that is that he ran for governor, and it was actually 
pretty genius. He was running as an independent, so he had absolutely no chance of winning because we all know that the, the the whole thing is rigged. If you're not one of the members of the major parties, you're not getting in. But exactly. um, you got to pay to play. Um, that's why I'm but thinking that's he said that wasn't the point. The point was is to one as a political campaigner that that Facebook couldn't censor him. So uh, that was a thing. Um, secondly, <laughs> it immediately got him, um, you know, any number of thousands of people that were for his cause found him that way. And now he has a following that he didn't have before he ran. And I thought, man, you know, that's actually a really good point. So it wasn't even necessarily that he was trying to win. It was that he was trying to get people's attention. And now he has successfully uh, managed to shut down a corrupt judicial committee there in in Tennessee where they had this judicial oversight committee that just rubber stamped every judicial complaint um, – uh, gave the entire judiciary of Tennessee a, a stamp. They had a 100% de- denial rate against any complaint that was made against the judiciary in Tennessee. He says, well, <laughs> uh, there's no way that 100% of the complaints made against the judiciary are false. That, yeah. well, Adam, Adam, well, Adam, well, Adam, I didn't spend a nickel on my campaign. I didn't do one debate. I put up a few signs and uh, and uh, and mailed out a few letters got my name on the ballot as Republican, and, and, and it was off the wall, restored to our republic. That's what I did, one interview on TV, and uh, I ended up with 1,500 people uh, you know, so, uh, voting for me just in my town. You know, So it's like, you know, right. now I got a following, you know? And 1,500 people in your town, if all you needed was 10 of them to show up at a court case to shut it down, that's exactly. got a pool of people to come – so that's what we need. We need the the people that are paying attention, the people that care about these things. They need to start organizing and pull this stuff together. And as I'm saying that, I'm realizing, you know, that that I also need to be doing that here in Ohio in Columbus because I've, most of the people I know are spread all over the country. But um, it's becoming blatantly obvious that. Um, we need to get these these groups together. We need to teach each other common law. We need to teach we're each other rights country, and Adam, how to assert them. And, Adam, we're, Adam, we're spread around the country, yeah. but you know what? We can work the phones. You can work the phones to call and harass people like they do. Look, we've got telemarketers that harass people every day. You can work – like, for instance, with my with my campaign, for instance, uh, I, if I can get 10 people, five, 15 people, even if you're out – you know, that, that are working closely with me, who know me, who've been talking to me for a couple of years, that can call people, vote for Joe Gibson, just harass the, the, the – you know, get a phone list. I got them. You know, they, they provide it for me, the county board of elections and uh, state board of elections, all the registered voters' contact information and addresses. You know, uh, so I've been mailing them. Letters and everything, but you know, we, I get the phones. Hey, will you commit this? Will you vote this? You know, if you can get, you know, work the phones and contact and make all they want. If you can make contact with a lot of these people that don't make contact with anybody, you'll get their vote. And we can get in there and make and make some noise, or at least get a momentum or a group started or committee. I have a registered committee with the state still right now. I have my my political candidate committee still registered with the state, and and so I'm there. I can you know it's there. I have the power, the tools to do what I have to do, but I just don't have any boots on the ground because. I lack organizational skills, you know, uh, 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 with social media. Besides, you know what I mean? 
Well, and and I understand that absolutely. So what I would say to that is somebody within that realm, within that circle, out there, surely within that people who would support your run and and what you stood for ought to be able to have some skills to organize that. And all you need to be able to do is put a list together of people to call and have a few callers perhaps even, but be able to put that feeler out. Um, Even better, as you know, obviously an email list or the only real good thing for Facebook now is to put a group together that you can contact quickly. Um, Yeah. Uh, better to get on Telegram or something that hasn't been completely shut down and not overly censored. Um, So you can can find ways to put out the word. And if you could get some organized group, 10, 12, 15 people, because you you only need 12 people to form a grand jury. And a grand jury doesn't have to be – uh, administrated by a judge or a district attorney. Learn what a grand jury is. So you can literally on the spot form your grand jury inside the courtroom of another person's court and decide that, that what's going state. on there is state. wrong. That county or state. County or that's, state. Anywhere. that's county, state, federal. I mean, grand jury is a grand jury. You can issue but indictments. Hang on, Adam. A county, a county grand jury can't can't uh, take on a state issue. I heard. Is that true? Who a a county judge directed? So if if it's directed by a county DA or a county judge, they can't write. They can't direct it at the state. But we, the people, aren't subject to those types of jurisdictional issues. Okay. Um, that, that question is whether you have subject matter jurisdiction. So does it in some way affect you or could it affect you um, is is basically what comes down to. And that's how any judge um, is determined whether they have any authority over any subject is whether they have subject matter jurisdiction. Um, yeah. And a citizen's grand jury is not restricted to whom that they can issue an indictment against because it's not the same it, it, it doesn't come with those same jurisdictional uh, issues of, of authority I'm only a county judge I can't oversee the the rules codes and statutes of, of a state level blah 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 blah, blah. yeah yeah as, as a as a man and a woman that doesn't apply to you those rules are for the Proper etiquette or or rules and traditions of the judge uh, judicial branch itself. Um, okay, I got you. Then I got you. I understand. Then okay, that was just one of my questions about that. Cause it's important because you don't want to go in. You don't want to go in blind and break the law. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Well, right. So break the law. Whose law is it? Who is the law for? If you went in there and. Uh, you just show up to a court case. You got 10 and 12 or 15 of your buddies, and you showed up at a court case, and all you did was witness, and you came out, and you could you could literally form judicial complaints. You could form um, uh, hearings for the attorneys, uh, make complaints with the bar and stuff like that. If you started bombarding these people with complaints even, it's going to get attention. 
They're yeah. going to know okay. they're being watched. Because right now, the biggest thing that happens, the biggest thing that's happening right now is nobody is seeing what these courts are doing. Part of the reason that these judges are forcing everyone to not record in the courtroom and all of that stuff, even though they've got cameras and they've got microphones in the courtroom, they're recording it. But that means they have absolute control over its distribution. The court reporter wants to accidentally erase some evidence or intentionally but not by admission erase some evidence. How wink, wink, nod, nod on some stuff that went on (laughs) in the courtroom, and I've seen that already. Um, where they strike the evidence, or they just say they just say, well, this particular hearing didn't wasn't required to be uh, recorded, so we didn't have a recording of it. You're a liar, because I guarantee you, if something happened in that court that they needed to prove it happened, that recording would show up. Correct. Yeah, you're just damn right. Them to have it. So they, yeah, it's ridiculous to think that they don't record. You're an idiot if you're not recording. So well, I'm, court no, of I'm not buying it. It's a court of record. They got to be well, right. It. So what they what they'll do is they'll have hearings. If you don't ask them, is this a court of record? They'll claim. Nah. <laughs> I they see, are I recording. See. I guarantee you, they are. Yeah. They would be stupid not to. Yeah. But yeah, they'll correct. claim that that. This is we've run into that already. We ran into a hearing uh, in a, in a case where we needed the transcript because it was a um, it was a traffic case where a kid got into an accident. A minor child got into an accident with his car in a parking lot, and he was issued a ticket by an officer, and he was challenging it. And the the district attorney accused this kid. Uh, because he was challenging jurisdiction on it, um, choose this kid. He compared him to a mass murderer. He says, "Oh, you're one of them struggling citizens like this mass murderer we just had." Blah blah blah. He put it on par with mass murdering terrorism to challenge a traffic infraction. Unbelievable. So we asked I, I for the we asked for the recording. Yeah. We asked for the recording. That's a friend of mine. I might get him on here to talk about that at some point. But that uh, I I couldn't believe it. Went, oh, we need that. We need a transcript of that. Oh, we didn't have to record that one. That was not a court of record. Unreal. Nice. <laughs> I tell you, man. Right. They just they just make up. They do whatever they want. It just amazes me how they get away with it too. It's just you know, thirty years, forty years ago, they would have been marching in the streets over it, and you know, and, but today they get away with it, and you know, it's just crazy. I mean, I was thinking back to the Waco thing, you know, Waco. I was watching that on TV. They got the Waco special going on, and the outrage by by all the people that you know when that was going on the protest, even Ruby Ridge. Today that happens, nobody cares, you know, nobody would care. Like, <laughs> it's insane. The stuff that they get away with now, it, it, it is so utterly ridiculous and so blatant that I it, it makes my head spin sometimes. I cannot believe what these attorneys and these judges are doing in these courtrooms. I, I don't even find ju- uh, attorneys generally that intelligent. I, no, they're not. They're, they're, no, 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 they're some memory, of them are just memory. dumb as bricks. 
Yeah, they just go by procedure. There's another number that you know, a docket number, so and so. Hey, continuous, continuous, continuous. None of them are trial lawyers, you know. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, no. it's a game. It's a game. Yeah, with people's lives. And it's to wear people down, and it's to charge for billable hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. My nephew's girlfriend yeah. had an attorney in her case for a year and a half. Uh, all he did was file continuances with in, in agreement with the uh, opposing party. They just continued. To, she stopped, had access to her children for over a year and a half based on nothing but his accusation, and they just filed continuance. I looked at the docket. It's continuance. I don't have it on my schedule. I can't do it right now, and I can't. They just go back and forth. They bounce it back and forth, and they continue it next month, next month, next month, over and over and over again. And the guy, I guess, eventually, is he got removed from the case by his own law firm, and the new attorney is at least doing something in the case. But uh, I guess the guy actually went to the loony bin, and they did refund some of her money. But how do you repair the fact that this attorney did nothing for nearly nine, ten months? How do you repair that? My child. Taken from me, my children are taken from me, and you just sit around because, at, again, at the end of the day, they don't. They don't. They just do whatever they want. And I know, Adam. When you when you hire an attorney, they guarantee it's the only it's the only profession that I, I I'm aware of where you can hire somebody, pay them ahead of time, and they guarantee you absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's a chance, yeah. It's like throwing. You might as well take the money and throw it out the window. You know, it's a chance. Every, you know, <laughs> right. And and it's one one out of like eighteen million will win, and everybody gives that, and that gives everybody the hope that they think they can win. You know, right, right. <laughs> and 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 that and then you got the the damn bar association that will. Uh, say that nobody else can practice law without a bar membership, without a private bar oh, membership, because they might get one, yeah. inadequate representation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need. Yeah, you have to have a license to practice law. Yeah, that's. Uh, I love that one there. That's amazing. You can't even give legal advice if you give legal advice. You're breaking the law. <laughs> you know, Correct. I guess the bar, Correct. you know, secret Gestapo. There, there's the police. I got their secret police department, the SS, that comes get you. You know, I don't know. You know, I, 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 yeah. it's amazing. Right. I am a, I am an advocate. I am a counselor. That's the way I go about it. I am not an attorney. Yeah. I don't represent anyone. I don't. You know, and you've got to be very, very clear and specific on those things. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. then, I know that if I manage to. Ruffle enough feathers, they come for me. So that's just the way they are. They're not. They're not a. They, they, the bar association does not exist as a professional guild to ensure professionalism. They exist as a cult of people to ensure that their merchant at law is always a monopoly among their members. That's what it is. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, real quick, real quick before we go, uh, or I got you on here, uh, um, what do you think, uh, off topic, what do you think about the kidnap and uh, kill uh, an FBI terror plot there with uh, the little girl there that's doing that uh, research about Barry and uh, everybody for the uh, governor? The uh, uh, they got, They're making a documentary oh, about it. What's that? I, I will be interested to see how that one pans out. 
because yeah, uh, well, you've also got the whole January sixth conspiracy that you know they're conveniently suddenly releasing information on. You know, all of these distractions are wonderful as the banking system collapses and the Federal Reserve is pulling out their schemes. But um, the the FBI is obviously acting as rogue agency, and they're all, you know, doing whatever the hell it is that they want. Well, we know for years. We know we we're honest. We're honest patriots, and we stand by the truth. And, and no matter what it is, we stand by the truth. But and we know Barry had a big mouth. We know that. You know, we we know he sometimes he would say Absolutely. things and we'd be like, whoa. <laughs> You'd be like, whoa. Hang on a second, buddy. Well, <laughs> the Saying you're going to do something and then actually doing it are also two totally different things. Correct. So at what point did the federal agent, was he the one implying that they were actually going to act upon something? And to my understanding, Barry and and friends were talking about arresting Governor Whitmer for her crimes that they had evidence of because nobody else would do it. Well, if if she was actually committing crime and everyone with an oath of affirmation that is supposed to be stopping – criminal tyranny refused to do their jobs, then he would have literally been within his right to arrest Governor Whitmer. Well, now, well, under, well hang the, on. The message statute, by Whitmer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's that? No, I'm saying under the statutes and whatnot, what now? really – the, under the statute, under the statutes and laws, really the, the citizens have no arrest powers. A citizen can't go arrest a – and I'm talking about under de facto and, and under the corporate law and the contracts that they got us under first to it. We, you know, we have to go down a rabbit hole here. But we have no power to arrest. That's what I heard. That's what I was told and what I read. <laughs> we have to have a certified law enforcement officer do it. Then nobody has the power to arrest. How can a public servant have the authority to do something that its master does not? Well, they're certified. They're certified and and been granted that authority By through. Whom? Well, that's what By you get. By whom? <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm just letting you know what it says Who and what said? I've been told. <laughs> well, I, I well, and I know what you're getting at. Right. Yeah. But when the criminals are the ones that are the pro- – so when the authorities that have the arrest powers are the criminals themselves, who arrests them? That, that's got to be a thing. You can't have the, – the Department of Internal Affairs is notorious for the fact that they just find themselves innocent of all things. That's ridiculous. We investigated ourselves and found ourselves innocent. We acted within our training. We murder and – Rape and pillage in the name of the well, state of, and it's hope. all okay because we said so. You would have hope. You would have hope that the What's three that? branches of government, and the three branches of government, and and the powers invested into them by the people through through the voting ballots and through the ballot box would do the right thing, even if the judiciary is corrupt or whatnot, or you know, what branch? You know, one branch would do the right thing and 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 do things legally and lawfully because what they're saying is you can't have ten citizens out there saying, okay, well we got ten. People here, and now we're going to go take the matters into our own hands. That would be against the law. You don't you know what I mean? Free, That's right? the thing. You have, and in all things being equal, the way it was supposed to be, that would be great, except it isn't because we don't have three branches of government. We have a guild, it's called the Bar Association. If you are not a bar member attorney, 
as a member of the legislature, judiciary, or um, executive, most of them are bar attorneys. If you aren't a bar attorney, you have one on speed dial because you don't act without talking to a bar associate. Exactly, exactly. And that's one of the reasons why the I bar association run. owns government. They own it. Yeah, that's they the always tell they you, don't legislate they? Contact that you have to be a contact. Yeah. <laughs> they always tell yeah. you. Right. You know, and why would they why would they do that? Because the bar association profits on controversy. That if there's no controversy, there's no need. It's like a doctor. It is not in a doctor's interest all the time to heal you because if he healed you, you wouldn't come back next month. Exactly. <laughs> the same thing as an attorney. Yeah. If there yeah. was no controversy, it, it is. I, I explained it to to. Uh, my, my nephew's uh, girlfriend. I said, if if your attorney were to solve the problem next month, would you keep paying him after next month? She's like, well, no. Like, yeah. So it's not even in his interest to resolve the controversy. They thrive and they live on controversy. They're not. It's not in their interest to help you. So, being that bar attorneys are our legislature, they are our judiciary, they are our executive branch. Okay, being that they are all of those things, they are existing to create controversy amongst all of we the people so that they can exploit it, so that they can take of our labor and enrich themselves. That's the purpose yeah. of the entire bar association and why they appoint but, themselves through yeah. the judiciary and the legislature as the only means to get justice. Well, you remember that exchange. You have to come to me. Well, you remember that exchange I got into on the on the militia platform there, where I said, "Look, there are no common law courts right now, so you just can't say you have a common law court because they're going to shut you down." (laughs) Right? Am I right or wrong? Correct. Correct. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. So how do we get back to common law then? Lawfully, lawfully now. You have to. You so. One of the things a good friend of mine, a former attorney actually, we call him the recovering attorney, um, he talked about is the belligerent claimant has rights. Only the belligerent claimant has rights. So you have to understand the the 12 presumptions of law and how to rebut them. You have to belligerently claim your rights. You have to understand who you are in law. You have to understand the whole trust versus – your straw man versus your real man, you actually have to know all of these things before you can even go into a court and assert that they operate lawfully. Because they will wow. they use all of that word trickery and legalese and all of that to to get you to somehow contract and submit underneath them. We have all unknowingly by their standard Submitted by our acquiescence, since we don't one way or another. Yep, one way or another. Yep. Yeah. So even if you didn't know to resist it, then you accepted it. Exactly. That's that's the legal thinking. That's the bar association. Wow, trickery. So you literally have to. And even then, even then, you know, you know good well. Even if you have all the facts and the truth and the knowledge, a judge will just sit there and look at you and tell you you're an idiot and do whatever he wants anyway. They will because <laughs> they have the bailiffs, they have the guns, they have the, they'll, they'll do it. 
Um, yeah. But yeah. You, you're just going to have to accept that sometimes you're going to lose some anyway, and you're going to have it's going to be a longer battle than it should be. There's no fantasy. There's no fantasy story be. out there where someone walked in and, and put a judge in handcuffs and had him arrested. <laughs> no, that you know? that crap only happens on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be Ben Matlack and come in with the perfect case and then find out that all the corruption was happening and everybody, everybody that was corrupt goes to jail. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That only happens on TV. In real life, they're all in cahoots and they're all having dinner together after the court case laughing at your ass because you're the one that got yeah. hit with contempt charge for even bringing and it been up. Electrocuted. And been electrocuted eight times and dragged you down must the stairs. You a sovereign <laughs> citizen. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's the way it actually plays out. Yeah. With the seriousness aside, uh, I mean, with seriousness up front now, what can we do now? We talked about it now. We're not to reiterate, but we have to get people right, together right. to organize lawfully, peacefully, and know the law and, and, and themselves yeah. lawfully, not get off on a tangent or off on their own ideals or their own individual war or battle right. and stick to the issue at hand. Well, there are some basic principles that everybody needs to learn, and those things are who you are, who are you standing in law, are you a real man, are you the straw man, are you, you know, understand how these corporate transactions work because every court case is a banking transaction, and you need to understand those things. Now, <clears throat> once we've taught some people, and it only takes really a few days, maybe a week of, of decent concentrated training to get someone to understand the basic tenets of, of these things. You can get these groups to go to court and do what we're talking about. And so when you have someone you know, a family member or whatever that is about to be railroaded by this system um, where the you, you got the prosecutor, the judge, and their attorney are all working for the court because the, every attorney's first duty is to the court – you can have a group of – even if – like I said, if you brought in one or two people, it makes them uncomfortable. If there is a witness to the act, yeah. they get uncomfortable. You know what? Start showing up to random court cases for shit. Just do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and how they change peacefully. their tone. See how they act. You know, you know peacefully, not creating and a ruckus. They, not it, it will change. You know? No, just show up. Act like you're taking notes, literally. Like, like I said, bring a notebook, bring a folder. Even better is bring a manila folder with just some papers in it. Print yeah. random articles and crap and just make it look, something that they can see you're reading and referencing. Flip through them every now and then when you hear something that sounds funky, and they'll get nervous. They get real nervous. We did it. You know we what had, really gets me, though? You know who Mark is. He goes in with his veteran hat on and does that very thing, and he upsets them. <laughs> he gets, they don't know what to do. They, they're like, who's that guy? What's he? You know, because they'll look over the shoulder and see, we have a, a witness here today. And he's like, yep. He's like, uh, are you with either of the parties? He's like, nope. Now he is there on behalf of a particular individual, but and he just sat yeah. there and he looks down, and he looks up, and he looks at his notebook, and and they don't know what to do. They don't know why he's there. <laughs> you 
You know, some of these people, though, honestly believe that they're doing, you know, the whole they're, – they're trying to do the right thing, and they believe that they may – you know, not all – not every single person out there is an evil, corrupt bastard. You know, I mean, there are some good people out there, but what happens is if time molds them into being this hard person that loses feelings and compassion and consciousness of, 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 of doing the moral right thing, saying, you know, these people – these are human beings that – yeah, you know that that you know, like you're, the children being taken in, in your situation, I could not do that. That would hurt my. I would I would be crying tears to say my my boss told me I had to go take your kids. For what reason? You know, right. there's no reason. Well, and against this particular agent that did this to my nephew, I found a case in 2016 where she had gotten sued for this very thing uh, before, fabricating evidence against a grandmother who had temporarily released her children to the state of Oklahoma to visit family. And while she was up, while her grandchildren were up there, they, uh, they were taken by DHS, uh, said that they were in some, some condition, some uh, unsafe condition uh, where they were temporarily. And, swiped custody from the grandmother who had literal uh, guardianship of these kids. And the state took that case and they threw it out saying that they didn't have jurisdiction because another court had jurisdiction and and yada, yada, yada. But they they just let this agent get away with it at the end of the day. And I looked at the details of that case and – there was a legitimate claim to be made against that agent. The argument that was brought by the grandmother and her attorney, though, didn't question the very nature of the action, the fact that they never had any authority to do it to begin with. That's what they – we're not – the fool. The pool of conditions, for instance, the conditions of one's house, you know, where I see a mother and a father and, 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 a, and, and three kids that may not have much and it may look like the house is dirty or, or, that, or some, you know, things that we don't agree with happened. You know what? That family could be the most loving family and they really care about each other. Who are we to judge them that way? You know, I can understand if I walk into a crack house and the kid's sitting there in dirty diapers for three weeks and, he, and, he, and there's no food and, you know, I – Look, we can just use common sense here. You know, common sense, that's all we need. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. <laughs> and I agree with that. But here's the thing. If we if we held to the same standard, the foster homes that we're putting these children in, because I've seen that too. I had a neighbor that lived behind me who was a crackhead who had six foster children in her home. That was how she made her money. Because the she's foster farming. Well, I got uh, a couple callers here. Let me get uh, 305 here. Go ahead, 305. I think I know who this is. Go ahead there. You've been, if you weren't here earlier, we've been hitting the nail on the head here trying to get some solutions and answers. But go ahead there, 305. Hey, Joe. It's uh, Mike with org and thebigvirushoax.com. How you doing, brother? We're doing all right. I got Adam here, and we're talking about really getting these right, this right, this army together, boots on the ground, independent committees that are that are boots on the ground that could be called up at a moment's notice to come to the aid of other fellow patriots or people that need to be new patriots that need to wake up and learn that they have been screwed over and the tyrants have been taking advantage of them for too long, and it's time to get off the fence or wake up and start standing up for this republic to restore our republic. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hi, hi, Adam. How you doing, brother? Fighting a good fight the best I can. Good, man. Always good to hear you guys, man. I was out running, man. I took a run tonight. That's why I just got back and got your message. So sorry I wasn't uh, earlier. Trying to trying to keep myself healthy, man. Yeah, go ahead. Adam's got a little bit of a problem. Yeah, Adam's got a problem, Mike. Mike, Adam's got a little bit of a problem. Is that he's got children that uh, from a family. Go ahead, Adam. I'll let you break it. It's your story. Go ahead. You you break it down. Uh, The premise of the story is that my nephew had uh, two twins taken by DHS in uh, Oklahoma and in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, it's based on an unsubstantiated case of uh, accusation from an ex-husband against his girlfriend um, that hasn't even been settled and has been continued on and on by the judicial system for a year and a half. Um, But they came into the hospital, their brand-new newborn children, and took them from them uh, under armed guard by uh, Tulsa PD. Um, came and took his children right out from under him, um, and I'm getting ready to uh, help them. They have their first hearing on Monday, and hopefully uh, some of the stuff that I'm writing up for them will put a stop to that. But uh, literally the entire thing is based on nothing but uh, verbal accusations um, by a person who's looking to get sole custody for the purpose of collecting uh, child support. And it's all ridiculous garbage, but I'm just talking about the, the nature of these agents and how they act, uh, agents of government. And they tell you it's for your, you know, the, the safety of your child and the safety of they, – they don't serve any purpose other than to serve themselves. First of all, these agents wouldn't be doing that except they're getting paid to do it. It's not like they go out and do all their charity work doing the exact same thing for free on their time off. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not for the kids. Well um, – so well, you, you happen, you happen. You don't know this. You're going to know it now. You happen to be talking to the Almighty on that on that issue, and I'm saying that kind of you know facetiously or joking. But I, I happen to be um, probably the number one person on this earth who understands that better than anybody because I lost my daughter to false allegations after my wife died because her family wanted to maintain custody of my daughter when she was two and a half years old. And they made profane false allegations. And I lost my daughter, you know, 30 years ago because of their lies. And let me just state for the record, since I'm the founder of RighteousArmy.org, and I am a servant of the Most High, the Creator Lord God Almighty, I am an overcomer. I've overcome in life. And I, and I, I, I like sharing this story because the, the lead attorney, she was a Jew, um, um, uh, 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 I, I say a Jewish bitch, who was the, the lead attorney for children and families in Miami-Dade County, and she literally withheld medical evidence that proved my innocence, um, literally withheld it from the courts to try to make their allegations against me stick, and I was able to prove that she withheld the evidence. Um, but the courts are corrupt. The judges are corrupt as well. So I do want to say that um, when this happened, it was devastating to me. It, it, it destroyed my life. I was 
I was 27 years of age at the time. I was studying jazz guitar and music education at Miami-Dade College, and it completely, utterly destroyed my life, resulted in me being arrested and put in jail for a, for a crime that I did not commit. And I just want to say, to the glory of the Creator God Almighty, that I got into my Bible and I found two great verses um, out of, uh, I don't even remember exactly where they were at now, I believe Proverbs and Exodus, but one was six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, because she was a liar. And, and then um, the verse that says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I shall repay. Um, and I typed that out, and I sent it to that attorney. I sent that letter, um, you know, anonymously to that attorney's office where I knew she would get it. And about two weeks later, my court-appointed ter- attorney, I had not heard from him for a while. So when I called him, he sounded really kind of somber and quiet. And I said, well, what's going on? He says, I can't really talk right now. I'm at a funeral. Uh, the attorney's name was Robin Green, the Jew bitch, Robin Green, um, who <laughs> stole my daughter and, and, and lied. No, literally, literally, literally withheld evidence and caused me to lose my flesh and blood. Um, she, her name was Robin Green. And I sent the letter to her with those scriptural verses in it because she was a liar and she withheld evidence and and stole my daughter from me. And when I called my court-appointed attorney um, after not hearing from from him for two weeks, he was somber and said, I can't really talk right now. I'm at a funeral. Robin Green's 16-year-old son killed in a car accident on I-95 last week. So... You know, for, what it, for, for whatever it's worth, I put it in the Creator Lord God Almighty's hands. And I'm not reveling over her losses. I'm just stating that she stole my daughter. She facilitated the loss of my flesh and blood. And I put it in God's hands, and I sent appropriate scriptural verses that were completely applicable to her and what she did to me. And that was an outcome. Um, she stole my, she made me lose my child and she lost hers. Um, it hurts. So, it hurts. I know. Yeah, that, that's a hurtful, I mean, that hurts. I mean, it, nobody could ever, ever judge or, or feel, say, hey, I feel, you know, because, you know, look, unless it's happened to them and, you know, and if you lost a child, let me tell you, that's, that's devastating. I mean, get your children. It is devastating. devastating. And, and I feel, I feel for her, you know, I, I, I felt bad for her at the time. But is all I'm saying is that I was devastated. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. It, it, it destroyed my life. So for me, I was asking God to bring his vengeance and his justice upon her. I did ask for that. And that's what happened. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there because I, I, if nothing else, I, I like to at least put it out there that when a person does surrender their life unto the Creator God Almighty and they ask for protection and they ask for God's judgment and His righteous vindication, um, it also comes. Um, which you know, I'll add to that just just to make one more point of that: that when my son, who I got custody of when he was three years old, and they tried to steal my son from me, um, but I ended up having a very good attorney he was also jewish and he was he was actually a, a an awesome 
uh, human being, as far as I'm concerned. His name was Albert Diamond, and, and I love him to this day. To, to me, he was uh, the greatest attorney on planet Earth. He, he walked the dog in the courtroom, but he helped me to get custody of my son when my son was, was three, um, and they tried to take him from me, but that, that attorney helped me to maintain custody of my son. Um, but when my son was um, about eight years old, there was a neighbor where I lived who's, who had a son who was a thug. He was a little thug punk that used to walk around with the boom box and the my nigger gangster rap shit blasting on it. And he, he was always trying to pick fights with my son. And one day my son came home literally with a crying and with a shoe print on the side of his face. And he said that that little thug punk um, got into a fight with him and stomped on his face. So I called the police because I wanted to handle it right rather than going over and raising hell with the family and being dysfunctional myself. Um, I called the police, and, of course, you know, it, it put her in a position with having to deal with the system because of her, her, her son's, you know, wrong behavior. And a couple weeks later, I was at the poolside, and out of the blue, I was just standing there out of the blue, and all of a sudden, bam, I got sucker punched in the side of the face, and it was that mom. That mom had come up behind me because she was pissed off that I called the police on her son, and she, she, smacked, she hit me and almost knocked me out. And I knew, again, immediately what to do. I called, she started coming at me, and I started running around the pool, and I called 911 when I was running around the pool because I knew that she assaulted me and that she will go to jail now because of it. And she was chasing me around the pool, the woman was, and I waited for the police to get there. And when the police got there, I told them what happened, and she couldn't deny it. I think there were even some witnesses and the officers that saw it. And as she was standing there getting handcuffed, her son or her brother, who was about 18 or 19, came running after. I didn't know it. I didn't know it because I was just standing there in the parking lot watching her being arrested. And several witnesses came up to me afterwards and told me what happened. But I was standing there, and all of a sudden, some guy came flying through the air in front of me landing on the concrete in his shorts, both of his knees got skinned and bloodied and both of his elbows and the palms of his hands got massacred as he literally came flying through the air and landed on the rough concrete pavement, scratching up his knees and his elbows. And I didn't even know what happened. And somebody, it turns out it was her brother and several people told me some, one person was even like astonished and laughing and said, Dude, that was bizarre. I saw, I, was, I saw this guy running up behind you, cocked his hand back like he was going to sucker punch you from behind. And all of a sudden, I saw him literally trip in midair on nothing. He just tripped and went flying through the air and landed on the ground. So it was all I knew was some guy went flying in front of me landing on the ground. And several witnesses said he... He was coming up behind me, getting ready to sucker punch me because his sister was being arrested because I called the police on her. And um, the guy, the guy, the cops came running up and said, what's going on? And the guy was all, you know, with a bad attitude and angry, acted like he was going to get up and hit me again. And then he got in trouble, too. So, look, <laughs> I, I've, said it be, I've said it before. Um, I, I, I do acknowledge that. When it comes to humanity, Joe and I have even talked about this because Joe's had his 
rough, you know, run-ins with, with – look, there's two sides of, of, of law enforcement. There's a big movement in our nation now to try to pit law enforcement against people and to pit people against law enforcement. Ironically, the vast majority of Americans, whether you still support Donald J. Trump or not, it doesn't matter. I was a supporter of him. I'm not now. But the vast majority of Americans voted for Donald J. Trump in 2016 and in 2020. And he was absolutely pro Patriot, he was pro-military, and he was pro-law enforcement. And that's because the vast majority of Americans are law-abiding, patriotic, respecting of law enforcement, respecting of the military. But there's a big movement in this nation to try to pit people against law enforcement. And I always say there's no such thing as a bad police officer. There isn't. There's only such thing as bad people who are wearing a uniform that don't deserve to be wearing a uniform. Those kind of people do exist. Believe me, I have had my fair share. I've been falsely accused and arrested falsely five times in my life. I had a $25,000 out-of-court lawsuit settlement because of a false arrest where the officer was even terminated. I've had, run, I've had bad dealings with bad people who were wear, wearing police officer outfits and badges that did not deserve to be wearing them. So if you're going to be a police officer, you're supposed to, in theory, be an honorable, respectable, moral, decent, upstanding person. That's why I always say there's no such thing as a bad police officer. So anybody who is a police, a police officer should be respected and they should be honored. But are there bad people in uniform? Yes, there are. So that's one of the problems that we have in this country to begin with. Ultimately, at the same time, human beings – we have a real problem in this nation because human beings have been brainwashed and, and stupefied through all forms of media over the last 30 years with the nigger, my gangster, hip-hop, nigger music bullshit, the niggerism that has been created to, to exploit the black human race and turn blacks into niggers and thugs. It's exploitation of the black people. It's exploitation of the Negro race. It's shameful, and it's all by design. The music, the Hollywood movies, the perversion, the smut, the violence, the drug use, it's all glorified. The graffiti all over the bodies, the I'm a nigga motherfucker, the thug mentality, the pants down to the back of the ass, that nigger type bullshit is created by design. It's infecting all races, all cultures, all colors, and it's all to destroy the character of, of, of the men and women of this nation and to break down the moral ter the moral fiber of this nation that's what it's for it's by design and a great many even good people even christian people even patriotic people have been infected by that and affected by that so we do have a reality as well that even when good people get into a situation and they don't handle it properly which nine times out of ten they don't they actually find themselves at odds with law enforcement getting in trouble with the law and that's by design. They want us to have problems. And they want us to have those problems specifically because, getting back to this children and families, right, there's money, yep. money, money in all of it. It's, as we know, the courts are banked. We know that the, the, the system, children and families, is a for-profit industry. We know that the whole thing of, of, of uh, orphans 
in homes. And, and this is not even talking about the children that are sex trafficked, right, or the children that are, are, are violated, that are, that, are, that are sold into slavery or kidnapped or killed or raped or tortured or, or all the hideous things that we hear about that do go on in this world. It's all for their pleasure and for their financial gains and profits. So ultimately, people do need to be right with God. They need to be right with law. They need to try to be in, 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 in harmony with the military and law enforcement. We want them on our side. We need to be on the same side. But they're intentionally trying to create divisions with our military by putting transsexuals and transgenders and butch dyke lesbians that make TikTok videos saying, when I tell you to get indoors, you better get indoors. You become the enemy, American. I'm going to be pointing my gun at you. I'm sure everybody saw that TikTok video of the lesbian bitch in the military who was saying that Americans are going to be the enemy. I mean, that video was going all over the Internet. So they're doing that kind of shit on purpose. I missed that one, This is all by design. I missed that one, that TikTok video, actually. When I get it, when I see it again, I'll send it to you. It's pathetic. Just like the transgender thing. The whole push right now. Um, Just today, it it broke my heart watching a video today I saw on TikTok of this young athletic woman who was initially, she was just speaking very strongly and boldly in front of Congress or a committee or something, explaining how she's been a swimmer whole, whole, whole life. It was a blonde, attractive young woman talking about how she's the fastest freestyler in the world. She holds the record and how they let a trans male start competing with the women and all the women lost their, their uh, awards. And that this guy was like 19th place on the men's team. But then on the women's team, he started beating all the women because they let a man compete as a woman. The whole thing is sick. And that itself is also by design. It's, this is all by design, people, and this is why I created Righteous Army. I could not have published the information that's on RighteousArmy.org any better than I have, and it was all through inspiration, being woke up at 3 a.m. with exactly what to write and say and publish on that website. I have put into perfect perspective Anybody who considers himself to be a center-to-the-right person who identifies with terms like conservative or Republican or Trump supporter or Christian or patriot or truth, or I created that website for those people, which includes me and everybody that's listening to this conversation, everybody that tunes into Joe's show. It includes Joe. It includes all. But again, none of us, we're not, you know, we're all on different levels in our walk with overcoming, with being Christians with being godly, with being moral, with overcoming the world. We all, we, we all have our walk, but that's the ultimate aim for all of us, is to overcome this world, to overcome the wiles of this world, to overcome the deceit of this world, to overcome the self-destructive, monstrous behaviors and social trends that are put in place to destroy humanity in this world. That's the struggle. So they have people through, through, through design with the, hot, the movies, the television shows, the cartoons, the video gaming industry, the food, the corrupt food, the corrupted water, the air that they're polluting, uh, the corporate systems. It's, it's completely godless, and it's all geared towards their communist one-world order agenda with their 
uh, cryptocurrency, you know, controlling people through a global, you know, digital currency system. People need to be standing up and speak out against that. They need to reject this new Fed now system. They we need they need to reject cryptocurrency in every facet whatsoever. Every there's no such thing as good cryptocurrency and bad cryptocurrency. That's a facade. I addressed that on a couple of videos today that I just uploaded to my BitChute channel. You should really watch those three videos. They're on my BitChute channel at the Big Virus. Hey, it's all one word. Hey Mike, on my BitChute, on my BitChute, when I log into BitChute, the screen is all big. I can't get the letters to go small. What is that? Why is that? Um, well, I mean, I would imagine that's on your computer. You need to reset your. Uh, you're, you're, I tried. Your I can't it. it only does it on that. It only does it on BitChute. It doesn't do it anyplace huh. else. I, I can't know. figure it out. But, yeah, you're I right. Though, but, yeah, yeah, I do watch all your videos. I do check them out. I got you on TikTok, too. I finally signed up for TikTok. You're my first fly. You're the first person I followed. So, <laughs> yes, so yeah, well, just I today, promoted you. I, I addressed, just today I addressed the financial issue, which I don't want to get into. I kind of addressed it on those three videos. I watch them, and you'll see I kind of covered it in a nutshell. But, you know, people people need to wake up to what's going on, and they need to avoid – they need to start saying no to the corporations. They need to start saying no to the social media trends. They need to start saying no to the movies. They need to start saying no to their television. Turn the damn television set off off because it's the one-eyed monster. It's the one-eyed devil. It's, it's satanic. Social security. social security within the next year, they're cutting, cutting everybody's social security checks. That's if you're collecting 20%. And they're raising the age in two yeah. years to 70, age 70. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. Anything, anything that can do to hurt people. Yeah, yeah. How long, Mike, real quick, how long do you think we got before they finally get this, they clamp it down in their new world orders, in your opinion, you know? Well, well you know, it, it, it's funny because even the clamp down, it, it's people, they've led people to think that there's going to be some big thing. That's, no, it's a drip by drip process, very slowly. They'll, they'll, they'll turn up the heat. And then they'll turn it down, and then they'll turn it up a little more. Like with gas prices, right? It could be a dollar seventy-nine. Let's raise it to two twenty-nine. Maybe people don't say much. Raise it to two eighty-nine. They're pissed. Raise it to three fifty. Now they're really pissed. Okay, now we'll put it back down to two eighty-nine, and people think that the prices are low again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a subtle, deceptive drip by drip process they use for everything, even with the movies, right? Let's see how much more perversion we can put in. Let's see how much more. Uh, how much more can we put into society that's corrupt and godless, little by little, drip by drip, in the movies, on the television shows, in the music, on the halftime shows for the NFL? You know, down with the NFL, to hell with them. Down with the World Banks, to hell with them. What down with Adam the were addressing, Mike, hell with them. What we, were, what we were addressing is, look, we've got to finally do this. Boots on the ground. Committees, small groups of, of people, the righteous army, righteous army people, 10, 15, each town, city, state, you know, have got to, we have to have a committee, we have to have somebody you can contact, we have to have somebody you can talk to. There has got to be a, a coordinators, like you said, but not, not too much stressing on the coordinator position, but people that you can reach out to and talk where you say, hey, Adam's in trouble in Oklahoma. Well, he's got 15 people out there. There's got to be a networking of people where we can come together. Surely there's enough patriots out there still where we can do this. Where, and they have to be lawful. They have to know how to. They have to know the law. They have to be smart. They have to be educated. Just can't have people out there who are going to ride up on a Harley Davidson. Yeah, I'm going to kill everybody. You know, no, no, you can't have that. You know, you got to have people that are right. uh, that are able to control themselves, not self-endeared, not showboaters that, that want to take on their own individual causes or want you know who want to be leaders just to be kings. No, people that are willing to be 
unselfish who are willing to sacrifice and be there for for their brothers and sisters in the republic. Right on. And that's, that's exactly right. I think yeah. you said it better. You know, and that's what we got to get enough talking about it. We've got to start acting about it. Whether it starts with two of us, three of us, one of us, doesn't matter. Mike's down in Florida, fine. I'm here in North Carolina. Adam's there in Ohio, fine. I got another guy out there in Texas, so good. You know, well, great. We got another one in Montana, great. Listen, this is how we got to start. This is how we got to do it. You know, all these other right. people with these far out ideas about about their sovereignness and how they're going to do this. And I got committees. And we're going to put it. That, go ahead. You go right on. Go keep riding, brother. Keep riding. Because you know what? It's been thirty years now. I've heard it all. And you know what? I hear the same angles all the time, and nothing's come out of it. So you know, <laughs> just put it down. We got to work together at the system that's there and beat the system at what it is. And we got to do it lawfully, peacefully. Right. But we got to do it in small numbers at first if we have to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it and it is unfortunately <laughs> small numbers at the moment, and and that's again yeah. because they've got us so divided. You know, I mean they've they've done a great job of dividing people. That's why, well, you you can never please everybody all the time, and we're not all going to agree on everything. We're always going to have differences. But I believe oh, yeah. I've done a good job of outlining the things that we can agree upon at RighteousArmy.org. I, I outlined them. I've been, I've, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. If you agree with these things, work together. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with submitting to the Righteous Army and giving that authority to Righteous Army. That's the website we're all going to converge to. Fine, that's great. I got my platform. That's fine. You know, but I don't mind converging to that, and that's why I nominated you as being the president of the republic. And boy, oh boy, they're they're cringing at that. I guess he's the Fuhrer over there. Geiger's the Fuhrer. And uh, I guess you can't. Nobody can run against. Them. That's what I've been told. <laughs> well, you so know how I told go. you. Is, well, I mean, I'll, again, I'll state it for the record. As I told you, I am confident, based on everything I know and everything I've seen, and all the conversations I've had with them, that they themselves are an infiltrated, hijacked organization. It started off as a legitimate patriotic movement. They took down the key players. They put the president in jail. They inserted their own shill president. They have a handful of people that are working for them, but then they're pulling in a bunch of other people that don't know that. So now they've got their little movement that's a controlled, um, a, a controlled opposition for the republic. Yeah. And it's a top-down yeah. system, which is tyrannical to begin yep. with. I think you're right. I'm beginning which, to think which, that's which, what, the, which, what it may which, be. Which is why I told you I would accept the position of being the president because I would clean house on it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you would. That's why I, they I wouldn't want me to be right. that either. They, they wouldn't yeah. let me be that because the ones that are controlling it know who I am, and they know that I'd expose yeah. them. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I should read you the email Sandy sent me on it. I mean, it's crazy. I never thought Sandy would say something like that, but I guess she's hypnotized by yeah, the Geiger read, group. Read it. Read me the email. Read I'm, it now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try pulling it up right now as, as we speak. I'm going to try pulling it up right now as we speak. We'll go a couple minutes into OT on this show here, but it was. Uh, I think I got it yesterday. Let's see. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, let me see where is she. Uh, bu- 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 let me go next page. I get bombarded with so many emails, so it's going to take me a minute here. <laughs> yeah, trust me, the tens of thousands of people. I, I mean, I, oh, here it is, right here. Okay, good. All right, here it is. That's what she said. She said, "Hi, Joe. President Geiger was elected to the presidency, as far as I understand. I don't think I don't. I don't think another election would have standing. 
And the people who elect a new president would need to be actual members of the republic, which I highly doubt the people that you are talking to are members. That would be a huge stretch to try to elect one now in the manner that you proposed. But I will talk to the republic leadership to see if my facts are correct. <laughs> that's what she said. Wow, that's, 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 that is bizarre. That's like, first of all, members, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you know, I mean, members, I mean, I mean, to use the word members in a loose way is one thing to say, you know, we're all members, meaning we're all, you know, uh, you know, we're all kind of part of this kind of, but to say members as if it's something you have to sign, because that's the way she's indicating it, like you have to yeah. sign up and, and pay dues and raise your hand and say, I'm, I mean, you know, that's yeah. like, like absurd, you know, um, that's a cult. I, I that's a cult. That, right. Exactly. It's certainly a way, it's certainly a way to, to maintain their controlled opposition status. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I kind of read that the wrong way, too. I brushed it off, but now that I think about it, now that you just worded it that way, and you said, wow. Now I'm thinking, wow, yeah, you're right. That's something weird going on there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, pretty, boy. pretty bizarre. I mean, so I almost want to read it again. Read, 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 read it again. <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on. Let me pull this back up here. All right. Hello, Joe. President Geiger was elected to the president's seat. As far as I understand, I don't think another election would have standing, and the people who would elect a new president would need to be actual members of the republic, which I highly on, doubt the on. people that you – I want to – hold on. Let's tear it down because I want to hit that first part. Read, read it again uh, line by line because that first part was uh, also just bizarre. President, president Geiger was elected to the president's seat as far as I understand. I don't think another election would have standing. <laughs> but, and, I mean, just that alone. I, I don't think another election would have standing. What the hell is that? I don't think another election would have standing. Uh, that's what an election would be, the standing. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, think another yeah. election, unless she's just not good at communicating and meant to say, I don't, I don't think there would be any standing in having another election. Um, which, yeah. well, which no, makes sense. This is what she says next. next. And the people who would elect a new president would need to be actual members of the republic. Right. Which actually, <laughs> there's two things in that that are bizarre. The people who would do the election yeah. would have to be members. There's even, there's even an, an insinuation in that. That they got no people, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like, well, you know, we don't have anybody that can even uh, do an election right now because we ain't got nobody. But, but uh, you know, if well, we they, did, they don't have to well, be members. You know? <laughs> well, this is what she says. She says, which I highly doubt the people that you are talking to are members. <laughs> right. So I guess how I'm, about how about the people I'm talking to are no good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And how about Claire? You should you should actually write her back on that and say. Yeah, the people I'm talking to, whether they're members or not, they're 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 just as qualified, if not more so, than anybody that's ever been involved with it. Yeah, I know. I, I don't understand this. What is this? Like it's a secret group, and it says that would be a huge stretch stretch to try to elect one now in the manner that you proposed. 
But I will talk to the Republic leadership to see if my facts are correct. Like I'm not allowed to talk to them. <laughs> and even that, but but I will but I but I will talk to the leadership to see if my facts are correct. I I don't know. I just. Uh, maybe she was just being nice and trying to write you back, I guess, you know, and didn't know what to say. I don't but, know. I mean, I, I, don't know. I, mean I, I have nothing bad to say about Sandy. I mean, I respect her. I, I think she did a great job with her video on trying to explain the history and, you know, what happened yeah. um, to create this, you know, situation with the corporate de facto system. Um and, you know, she certainly had a, a respectable career, um, even though, as you know, I, I voiced my personal opinions about, you know, the whole thing about the military. And, you know, I mean, in, in my personal humble opinion, along with many other godly-minded people, um, women yeah. don't need to be, you know, killers and murderers and, and, and warriors and, and, you know, uh, dropping bombs out of airplanes on innocent nations to nation build for the new world order to begin with. You know what I mean? Uh, and for yeah. that matter, men don't need to be doing it either. We don't, we don't need to. Yeah. In fact, that's the whole problem with our military is our military is nothing more than an annex of the uh, military industrial war complex, which is owned by the same people who are trying to put in a new world order. They're literally using our military to nation build. They're using our military to tear down other nations so they could put their new world order, one world government in place throughout the world. That's what they're using our military for to begin with. If every single one of our military men and women knew that and they fully understood that, they'd probably get the hell out. You know what I mean? And we'd be without yeah. a military, which frankly, we have a military. We the, we, the people are the strongest military because we, the people are the militia. We are the militia. We, the, the, the top video that's on the website says it all. Again, I, I put it at the yeah, top of the homepage, the, the absolute best video that exists for stating the fact that we, the people, are the militia, and with all the retired veterans we have, 2 million plus, we are the strongest military. Not the United States government military. It's full of, of bull dykes and lesbians and transsexuals and people that have been jabbed that are dying and falling over left and right. They're trying to destroy the government military anyway so that military is gone I, and i got yeah. no respect for that military the military well, i have respect for are, yeah. are the retired veterans the veterans in this country the armed second amendment constitutionalist american people those that's our military that's our militia we all have that's personality. we all have personality personality characteristics that don't mesh well with every other single person out there we're all different it's just that we have to communicate and bite the bullet sometimes and say, okay, you know, uh, and compromise, but no deals with the devil. But compromise as far as, you know, what my personal individual beliefs are. But as a, as a people's belief, we can never compromise what our, our values are when it comes to God, morality, and what we stand for as a country. And that's freedom and liberty and justice exactly. for all, you know? Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly well, Mike, right. I appreciate you, appreciate you joining me. Any last thoughts here real quick? Because I'm going into overtime. and cut me off in about five minutes. So you want to make a last no, no, speech? No, no. Yeah, just thank, thanks for the opportunity to come on and chat. And, and Adam, um, you know, I kind of got started when Adam told a story, and I just was kind of saying that, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally understand the system. And, and it's, yeah, it's corrupt. We, we, you hit it. I mean, you said it right, Joe. We, we all – we need we need to be um, having um, 
many, many armies in every city and town. And when I say armies, I'm talking about, again, groups of people that are like-minded on key issues that are organizing and uniting together. It's that simple. Amen to that. Yeah. We're going to address it again on Tuesday at 7 p.m. We're going to have everybody on that night. So a lot of people are going to come on and tell their story. And, and, and we got to get to the root causes. I, I, I kind of hope you get your videos back up again and try to pull those people out there that are sitting there that maybe never heard of you or maybe they'll hear about you and take the chance of coming on. And you never know. And there's some old p- connections that I know of that I wonder where they are. And, you know, and uh, maybe they'll get on there. And, you know, I, you know, it's people that I've you know, know throughout the years and whatnot. And, you know, I just wonder where they yeah. are. And I know they're pretty, you know, good people. They're good people. They would never hurt anybody, but they got a lot to say and they've been through a lot, you know? So, and that's no, 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 no. I, I had a, I got an email today through righteousarmy.org. Somebody sent me an email and said, I want to, I want to join. How do I join? And I, and, and it's uh, now it's come to me simple. I simply wrote back and I said, Make a donation in any amount and get on our mailing list. Because if a person does that, if they make a donation, I don't care if it's a freaking $5, that's them showing faith that, hey, I believe in this cause. And ultimately, as I've delineated even on the website, once the Righteous Army Fund grows and grows and grows, that money is for people throughout the country. That, that money is to help facilitate our, our efforts throughout this nation to try to take our nation back. I'm essentially trying to create a fund for we the people, a fund for Righteous Army for every person throughout the – in other words, in theory, um, if we have an issue, if we had, you know, several million dollars in a a trust fund, right, because all the people that are joining, there's so many joining that I'm like, whoa, this is a lot of money coming in. Let me get it into a trust account. Let me get it into an account where we have a board of directors that's managing it, and now we can vote on, hey, here's a serious issue. Let's put some money towards that, or here's a serious issue. Let's put uh, some money towards that. That's why I created the, the, the initial, you know, Righteous Army Fund at the top of the page. And then underneath that is where I have donate options. The donate options are just yeah, help help me keep this website alive and help me keep continuing on with my efforts. So to me, if yeah. a person makes a donation in any amount and they sign up on the email list, that's them. And, and, and frankly, they should purchase a shirt, you know, that says RighteousArmy.org on it just to promote the website. That Those three things indicate a person is on board with being a part of that effort. And that's and that's what's important. And like you said, it doesn't matter if it's a five dollar bill, right? At least it shows that your 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 heart. Right? It shows your dedication. It really does. Because how many people take the time out there to really donate anymore, or, or do something that you know they really should to uh, to help out their fellow people to strangers, basically. You know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> When you really think about it, I mean, well, anyway, Mike, I got to wrap it up. They're going to cut me off here in like three minutes, so I'll play my song here at the end. And uh, thanks for joining me Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 657-383-0616. Understand the times in which we live today. God bless our republic. And, uh, man, thanks for everybody that did participate in the podcast here tonight. Take care. As the 21st the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. 
natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Destiny 